Hello and welcome back to Gen Z Market Movers. Today is going to be an episode, I think I'm going to create four different training sessions on Forex. What is Forex? Forex is the foreign exchange market, also known as the FX market. It's the world's most traded market with over $5.1 trillion per day. To put this into perspective, the U.S. stock market trades around $257 billion a day. Quite a large sum, but only a fraction of what Forex or FX trades. Forex is traded 24 hours a day, 5 days a week, by banks, institutions, individual traders worldwide. Unlike other financial markets, there is no centralized marketplace for Forex. Currencies trade over-the-counter in whatever market is open at the time. How does this trading work? Trading Forex involves the buying of one currency and selling to another. In Forex, traders attempt to profit by buying and selling currencies by actively speculating on the direction currencies are likely to take in the future. Some of the world's major currencies are United States, which is the symbol USD, the European dollar, which is EUR, Japan, which is the Japanese yen, which is JPY, and Great Britain, which is GBP. We're going to start out with more of where it came from, how it started. So for extensive foreign exchange, it is always sometimes abbreviated as the FX um, which I explained earlier, which, so simply put, foreign exchange is the exchange of currencies. Also, a superior continues his definition by saying that foreign exchange also refers to the global market where currencies are traded. Um, virtually around the clock throughout the entire world. So let's look at an example. For instance, you're going on a holiday to Europe. In that case, you will have your American dollars, if we all live in the U.S., and go to the exchange shop and convert them into euros. By doing this, you've conducted a currency exchange, and therefore you become a participant of the Forex market. We will talk about the participants of Forex more in one of the f future tutorials. But today, let's look at a history of how this used to be back in the day, because it wasn't always as easy as it is now with the technological advances, the equipment we use now, everything's a lot easier. So here's the timeline. Long time ago, there was just no money and no currencies, and people had to just exchange goods, and this was called barter, the barter system. When some people would fish and other people would grow grains and crops, they would exchange some of their goods in order to have the best of both worlds. Next, around 2600 BC, now this is BC, this is a long time ago, Egyptians discovered gold. We're not really sure who discovered gold and when, but it's attributed to Egyptians around that time. People liked gold because it was very, very dense, very heavy, it was hard to find. And it felt very heavy in your hands and felt more valuable than other things around. It was shiny and it was soft, so you could mold it into different shapes and most importantly, it was very scarce, it was very hard to find. And it also increased its value. Next, around 1500 BC, about 1100 years later, gold was used um, in countries starting using gold for international trade. So instead of just exchanging goods, they would exchange gold for goods and goods for gold and that kind of simplified things. This was the barter system, remember. Then around 700 BC, 
the first gold coins were created and they were a very handy thing to show because before that people had to check that the gold that they're receiving is actually gold. And a lot of people try to fake this and it's super hard to just because it's so dense. Um, all gold is the same in grams and weight. Um, so it's very hard to copy. But by having gold coins, they would already know that the value of these gold coins are carrying and that speeded up the process of exchange. There was starting to be exchange, uh, technological advances, but very slow. This is like every 1,000 years. So that's a bit of ancient history, which now brings us to the modern world around the 17th century. Paper money started spreading across Europe, and around the 18th century, it became so popular, it started causing tensions, because some people in countries were still using gold and silver coins, whereas others were actually using paper money, and there was no real connection between the two. And that is when the gold standard came into play. A gold standard was agreed upon around 1875. And basically what it meant was that currencies became backed by the gold reserve for their countries. Um, let's speed up time a little bit. So first of all, the fixed exchange rates, all currencies were pegged to the U.S. dollar. Second, the U.S. dollar became the primary reserve currency, which meant that it had to be backed by gold. And three, the creation of two organizations, the International Monetary Fund, which is simply a pool of funds where all participating nations contribute on a regular basis. And then if there's any problems within the country, they can take money out of that pool. This is what the U.S. has been doing very recently. This would fix their problems and return it, plus pay some interest, and also the World Bank which is a financial institution of the United Nations, meaning that its main purpose is to reduce poverty around the world and help the developing countries. It took some time for nations to come up with the current forex system that we have now. And secondly, there have been several attempts at creating fixed exchange rates between currencies. For example, the gold standard and the Bretton Woods Agreement and all of the events have failed because it is very artificial to put such constraints in currencies and try to control them. It also illustrates that the Forex market that we currently have is by far the most natural thing that should govern the exchange rates of currencies between each other. Um, I think next time we're going to cover the participants, um, people that play a huge role on the Forex, um, and then we're also going to go over a lot of the general jargon related to Forex, like pips and points, um, what is leverage in Forex, there's a lot of things related to lots in Forex, equity in Forex, and then we're going to actually get into, if you want to start trading Forex, I highly recommend you create a demo account. And then you'll be able to place buy stops, sell stops, sell limits, and buy limits to order at different prices with whether you're buying or shorting different currencies. Um, so I think that sums it up today. Um, next week we're going to be releasing another episode within the participants like it covered a little bit earlier. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about the general jargon related to Forex. So I hope you guys have a good one and I look forward to the next episode. See you later.